you like reading books? Do you not have time to read books? Are you always busy traveling? Why not give Audible a try? Audible is amazing. If you like if you like Star Wars, which I hope you do if you're listening to us, but if you like Star Wars and nerdy stuff, tons of Star Wars books on there. Uh, while a guy who listened to Phasma, it's called Phasma Star Wars, that was really good. It's about 12 hours long. That was really good because it gave me backstory about one of, one of my personal favourite characters. And I used to listen to that when I was travelling to, to uni or, or at work or anything. And it was really good. So I, I highly recommend Audible. Um, it's fairly cheap as well, so you get a 30-day free, tri- free trial. Um, and after that, it's $7.99 a month, which is pretty good, to be fair. That's a, what, the same price as Netflix, maybe a bit cheaper? So it's, it's the Netflix of audiobooks. You get one credit per month as well, so you get a free book every month. Any, anyone you want, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a certain genre. You can listen offline as well, so you, you can download all your books and take them with you. You don't have to have internet access, which is really good for me. Like when, when cycling down the road or whatever, listen to, listen to your books. And yeah, there's always exclusive deals, 80% off certain titles. And you get to keep all your books even if you cancel. So if you just do the 30-day free trial, get a book or so, and then cancel it, you still will them. So you can listen to them on the bus, on the train. I, I listen to it. I used to listen to it in bed. You know, I listen to it in bed some some things. Um, but yeah, just 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 give it a go. Uh, you know, we're not not sponsored by them or anything, but they're just they're just they're just good. You know, if you love Star Wars books, amazing place to find them. Because we're doing our uh, we're doing a reading of the High Republic book that's coming out soon. So it links in quite nice. So why not give them a go? Hi there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Hello There podcast with me, Lewis, and my awesome co-host Joe. Oh, mate, stop it! Oh, there he is. Russian. Oh, he's Russian. Oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> stop it! Oh, he's so beautiful. Yes. So we're here with a our second episode of our new series where we read uh, Star Wars: The High Republic Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. And chapter one was. Chapter um, one was pretty good. It's good it introduction. Was, it was running. Do you want to talk about um the like the premise of uh chapter one? Yeah, so Star Wars the High, <laughs> High Republic is set before everything. Yeah. Basically. It has a little time, <laughs> which is quite nice. Um so yeah, set before Phantom Menace, Taglocans, everything. Um and Wreath Silas, a Jedi Padawan, is going with his master to Starlight Beacon Station. Yeah. Um, but he prefers to just sit in the Jedi archives and just chew his books, basically. Um, yeah, basically. He, he's good. He's good at pretty much everything, though, like fight, like dueling, and everything else. But he's he passes it just because he has to, not because he he likes it. He likes it, yeah. Um, I think that's quite interesting, though, isn't it? Because like he's he says that like, he reckons he's one of the best fighters, any like in his. Yeah, uh, he he's, he reckons he's one of he's one of the best, but he doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, so I think that's. Good. And he'd rather just sits in the in the archives and just read about like history and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's going with uh, with his, his his master to Starlight Beacon Station, um, and they just hitched a ride with. Is it Des? Yeah, Des, and don't forget the stone. Oh, the stone, which I I think is going to become a joke. Oh, I reckon it is, mate. I think it is. What <laughs> <laughs> when what? When we read that last time, and they said he's a stone, it reminded me of the character from. Um, you think he's even Thor Ragnarok the first time? Oh, guy. cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it might be him. That's all I can think about. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Oh yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be <clears throat> quite interesting. I think we're going to find out a little bit more about who Des is as a character, 
and obviously because of, I find it interesting as well these cow the the characters that picked um, these people up they didn't even know much about Jella do they? They don't, they don't know exactly who they were. Like, oh, we thought we we're picking our monks up, and like yeah. And they're like, oh, no we kind of, we kind of are, but you know, but like, they, they didn't even know like much about the Jedi or stuff like. They're like kind of an un, unknown to what the Jedi are and uh, what they yeah, are. They, they have no such. I think that's quite interesting. And maybe we'll find out a bit more, perhaps. Yeah, why they've got um, a few other people of them as well, don't they? So we've got Des Ryden, obviously. We got Master Comac Vitus, Vitus, I think say so his name. Vitus, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got Master Jora, obviously, which is Reef's um, master. Yeah, but uh, she's at she's already at Starlight Beacon, isn't she? Yeah, so think that Master Jora's gone ahead to Starlight Beacon. Yeah. Um. So the last place we got off, um, was when they literally just got off, just got onto the ship, didn't they? Got on the ship. The vessel called the vessel. The vessel, yeah, just just a vessel. You know, yep, beautiful, good name in it. I like that name. The vessel, yeah, yeah. Um, so they got on the ship and they only just got into hybrid. They, they've literally just taken off from Coruscant, haven't they? Yeah, literally just taken off. So this is where the part we get into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode today, and um, hope you buckle up, get ready. And uh, let's go. Oh yeah, mate, that's the sound. That's the sound effect. I was. Oh yes. <laughs> that wasn't paid. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, let's jump in to a galaxy far, far away. Let's go. Chapter two. The makeshift bunks aboard the vessel weren't luxurious. But then again, neither were the Padawan's quarters in the temple. We've noted the small cot, the thin portions, and the bare bones, fresher without complaint. Nor could he complain about the vessel itself. All right, its crew was eccentric, and maybe it was more ramshackle than the average ship that landed on Coruscant. However, the engines hummed along easily. The eternal temperature remained within a range comfortable for humans and most near-human species. The Jedi had plenty of room to relax, either in solitude or with others in the mess. Was there any information centre? Any way to access histories or fiction? Of course not. It would be silly to expect anything like that on a small transport. But Reef noted it anyways. At the first time of the deprivations, he no doubt faced on the frontier. Probably it was better to go ahead and get his uh, sulking done now, before he made it to Master Jura had, and had to work to do. We still had hopes of changing our mind, but he would rule out that faint pos- possibility before he even started, if he showed up on Starlight at anything less than his best. So he wasn't in the mood for company. However, he was in the mood to eat, as usual, growing as fast as he was, 12 centimetres a past year alone. Sometimes it seemed as if physically impossible to stuff in as much food as he actually needed. To Reese's relief, the first mess was completely silent. He could have a privacy and lunch. Under his breath, he muttered, The best of both. <sighs> At the far end of the mess, stood Geode. 
how do you move from the cockpit? How Leox and Alfie move them? <laughs> did he did he walk or crawl or roll or teleport? We squinted at the rock, trying to determine whether the being was friendly, irritated or even awake, trying and failing. Sorry, we began. You uh you started me there. Geod made no response. We felt silly for expecting one. Oh hey, said Alfie Hollow as she stood as she trooped into the mess. So how do you like it? How do you like her? The fossil, I mean. She's perfect for what we need, we admitted. The word perfect made Alfie's face light up like a Naboo lantern. I love the ship. It's my favourite in the whole fleet. What fleet? The the Bing Guild, she said, opening a pack of pale pink powder and tapping into a small bowl. Scovabine is the owner and she's uh, grooming me to help take over some someday. If I take on just a little more responsibility, she'll give me a ship of my own. I just know it. And I picked the vessel. We've suddenly downgraded his thoughts about the size and influence of the Bean Guild. The festival was serviceable, sure, but if this was the pick of the fleet, he had a question about the fleet. His expression must betray his thoughts too clearly because Alfred laughed. Scova doesn't get why this is my favourite either, but I feel like certain ships, they have energy, you know, maybe even a little bit of a soul. The first has more of a soul than any other ship I encountered. And that's why I want to travel the galaxy in. I understand that, we've offered. Maybe ship crew on you after a while. It does have personality. Alfie stirred a little water into the bowl and the pink the pinkish powder puffed into a sticky bun. So okay, tell me what the judder are in two sentences or less. For the first time in what felt like days, we smiled. Those two sentences might be pretty long. We got nothing but hyperspace and time. She sat herself in a chair and took a, a big bite off the sticky bun. Though which she mumbled, Ready for this, Geode? Geode said nothing and did nothing. We sighed. Best to begin at the absolute beginning. Do you know what the force is? Alfie gave him a ribbon look. Everybody knows about the force. Come on. Oh, wait, wait. He held up his hands in sh- mock surrender. Sorry, just, just making sure. So the Jedi are force users, united in our quest to understand the myst- mysteries of the force and to serve as guardians of peace and justice throughout the galaxy. I heard of force users before, she said, but why does that make you monks? I still have one sentence to go. Um... We, we ground ourselves in a spiritual existence and give up individual attachments in order to focus entirely on greater concerns. Alfie chewed thoughtfully on her sticky bun for a moment before saying, So that means no sex. Should he, have, um, should he give her Master Jaws whole speech about the difference between cele- celebrity of the body and true purity of the heart? It was a very long speech. We decided to skip it. Basically, she nodded, deathly monks. Now, see that I just don't get Leox said later when Alfie and Geo tried to explain the Joe to him. How are you supposed to prove love to the galaxy at large if you don't know how to love any 
one individual person. <clears throat> Avi shrugged as she double-checked the readings. The raven blue light of hyperspace glinted off every bit of metal in the cockpit, making it look beautifully electrified. Even Geode spoke sparkles slightly. She said, you don't have to have sex with someone to love them. You should know that, if anyone does. Indeed I do, but other beings seem to value copulations as a form of bonding. Leox then made a face and swore not appropriate, sorry. He meant well, she knew, but Alfie hated it when he treated her like a kid instead of an equal. Fortunately, he didn't do it that much. It's okay. I think I heard of sex once already. <laughs> that made Leox laugh. Just make sure your mum knows I'm not the first person to talk to you about it. Every time somebody describes Scoba Bane as Alfie's mum, it warmed her through. You know, it would be easy to get Scoba to like you more if you just like the guild cover once in a while. Up of that, I cannot put, Leox shook his head. A man's got to have standards, and since I lack the financial rule to declare my independence from the guild, my personal hood must be asserted sertorily. In other words, you could take my beards from my cold, dead body. After Alfie suppressed a smile, you know the Jedi would probably say you were putting too much emphasis on worldly things. My relationship to the metaphysical is my own to judge. A little bit. Don't call me that. Comac Vitus was a man of reason and logic. While he did not deny he possessed emotions, he never allowed them to cloud his judgement, or so he hoped. His precise mathematical mind preserved the tangible to the nebulous, the quantifiable to the mysterious. More than one of his fellow Jedi have pointed out that this was an unusual frame of mind for a mystic. However, that was part of what Comac felt he brought to the Order, steadiness and rationality. So why did that mindset now feel like less of a gift and more like a defence? because you are travelling to the place where you first learned the harm that arises from imprecision, from emotion. All that was born between Irem and Irano. For a moment, he was back in the caverns, Orla shivering at his side, staring in fear at the shapes in the frigid dark. Comac shook his head, as though he could physically rid it of the memory. The best way to get out of the mind was to exercise the body. Options were limited on a ship that size, but a brisk walk through the corridors would do. He made his way through the vessel, hoping for privacy. The hope was in vain, as he almost immediately came across Dez, wrapped in conversation with Wreath. I mean, Wreath was saying, would you call us monks? Not exactly, Dez said. I see you haven't been able to talk Master Jorah out of the Padawan braid. No such luck, Wreath gestured vaguely at the back of his head. In olden days, the braid had been mandatory, at least among apprentices from species that grew hair on their heads. These days, not every master acquired them. Comac had no intention of doing so, if he ever took another Padawan. Master Jorah Mali clearly felt otherwise. Comac intended to absent himself, but before he drew away, Reef turned to him. Excuse me, Master Vitus, may I ask how you go about discovering and recording new legends? As a folklorist, I mean. Just find the local wise woman and ask for a story? Sometimes, Comac gazed at one of the vessel's very few small windows at the brilliant eerie blue of hyperspace. Often it is more complicated. There are always the stories of people want to tell about themselves, and then there are the other stories, the secret ones, the dark ones, the ones whose meanings are more difficult to comprehend. Those aren't the ones they offer to outsiders. Of course, those are generally the most important of all. They were the stories that would have done the most good between Irem and Irano. Des grinned as he set about restrapping his boots. How do you get them to open up about those? It varies, Karnak said. 
There are species who respect outsiders, who push them hard, demand the facts. There are also species who eat outsiders like that. It's best not to pry until you know which kind of culture you're dealing with. While you're waiting, he shrugged, you study their art, paintings, tapestries, literature. Symbolism and allegory can reveal a lot. Then you ask about the art, and the legends come up naturally. Crafty, said Wreath, but also ingenious. Thank you. Kamek inclined his head. Des said, that's got to be a challenge for you, doing something so completely new to go off the map. Literally, Wreath joked. Komek could have said that he had been to aerospace before, specifically to the lost moon between the t twin planets that served as host for the new Starlight Beacon. But there was no need to speak of it, and Komek had learned to limit his words. It was far too easy to say far too much. In the cockpit of the vessel, Leox Gyasi chewed on a spy stick and considered the never computer readings. The spy stick was legal in Republic space, for now, mostly because they hadn't had time to get around to outlawing everything yet. Maybe the sticks would make the cut and remain legal, but maybe not. Leox had laid away a stash just in case. Ought to see signs of other traffic, he, he Ought to see signs of traffic, he mused. Clearer signs than this. Are the readouts blurry? If so, why? Geode, buddy, Leox said. You seeing what I'm seeing? Geode's ominous silence told the whole story. Something was genuinely wrong with hyperspace traffic. Deeply wrong. The few traffic, pra the few traffic patterns he could make out were moving directions that didn't make any sense. Leox muttered, not liking this, not liking it at all. The ship was still moving forward, under no more than the usual stresses, so he might as well keep going. The problem might be local, he figured, something they'd fly right by. All the Jireni hoped to spend at least part of their voyage to Starlight Beacon, talking with the vessel's crew. She'd be buying a ship of her own soon, something she'd never done before. As much as she'd studied specs and models, she still thought there might be valuable tips to glean from people who spent their lives navigating the stars. Some Jedi fell into the trap of thinking that non-Jedi didn't have anything to teach them. Orla, however, always remembered that every single being in the galaxy knew at least one thing she didn't. Afi Hollow seemed the likelier candidate for the conversation, Orla decided if only because Afi seemed to have a greater commitment to sobriety. Yet Orla found herself putting off the chat. Actually talking about purchasing her ship would mean talking about her decision to become a wayseeker. As little as Afi knew about the Jedi, she would surely ask the most obvious question. Why? At the moment, Orla didn't feel confident of her answer. She could simply say instinct. That was true, but unlikely to satisfy Afi's curiosity. It was more likely to pique it. Or she might say, the Jedi Order and I no longer... See eye to eye. Also true. Also likely to get into trouble if anyone from the council ever heard of it. Probably the best answer would be, I needed to come to know the Force in a deeper, even more meaningful sense. Also true, and both long and dull enough to discourage further questions. Wayseeker, her mind had whispered. There she was, walking away from the Order to navigate an unknown region of the galaxy all by herself, hoping that out there she would find the purpose her recent missions had lacked. Am I deluded myself, she muttered, as she stood in the mess, making herself some chandrillin tea. If I can't find the answers at the temple, what makes me think I'll find them out here? What would my master say if she could see me? Then she paused, hoping no one had overheard that. Probably not, but on a ship so small, you can never be certain. She resolved to keep her musings internal for the duration of the voyage. Orla took a moment to centre herself, but found she couldn't. The energies of the ship were becoming muddled, even frenzied. Orla murmured, what's happening? That was when Leox Gyalzi's voice came over the ship's comm. Everybody who wants to stay alive, strap yourselves in now. Wreath ran for the jump seats, reached them just as all the other Jedi scrambled in. As they hurriedly fastened their safety harness straps, Orla called out, what's happening? 
The Ox answered, near as I can figure, hyperspace is broken. What? Des looked as bewildered as Wreath felt. How is that possible? Tons of debris, the kind of thing you usually never find in hyperspace, is all over hyperspace. The spice stick grip between the Ox's teeth was getting a grind in, as in littering every route out there. Wreath could barely put the thought into words. That would mean a disaster on, on a galactic scale. That's pretty much the size of it, Leok said. Now everybody, hang on. So, I, I enjoyed that chapter. I thought that was good. Um, not really a lot going on, if I'm honest, until like, right to the very end. Yeah, there's, there, there was not specifically compared that to the last chapter. Just we about sex a lot. Um, Mate, how <laughs> awkward though, was that though? Because... <laughs> 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 It's kind of weird because, like, you know, because Alfie, uh, she wants to know, like, who are the Jedi, and, and then it comes at that awkward question of, oh, so you can't sex, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, and he was like, basically, um, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, like, Alfie does seem very interested at the moment, like. I think it's quite interesting hearing someone like try to describe the Jedi to someone who doesn't know about the Jedi. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, because like she she made a joke at the beginning like oh she knows what the Force is and and he's oh yeah, yeah he's I, um... to start, like Bear Bakes is and she's like yeah everybody knows what the Force is come on yeah tell me more than that you know kind of thing uh, but I think that's kind of interesting like how she's she's definitely interested of what the Jedi are and you know what they're doing. What is the meaning of the Jedi stuff like? I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I liked as as I see you did the joke the the geode stuff again. Oh mate, she, <laughs> it's the fact it's the fact that when uh, we went into the uh, canteen, the mess in the corner, it's just there, and there, there's there's brief. Did he? Uh, did he? Roll, roll, did he roll? <laughs> that's hilarious. Like the thing is though. I reckon that somehow he's like actually living. Like he's actually, I don't know, unless unless it is like a, a one joke, like for the book. Because like, was it Leox that said, "Oh, um, uh, are, are you seeing this geode when the um, hyperspace navigation was like, was really yeah. weird?" Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe, maybe he'll bring into action in one scene, just randomly. Maybe you start talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see what I do that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like I said, it's, as in chapter, that like, nothing happened um, not towards at the end when I'm we more find out. in that last sentence. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Something on a galactic scale, which made me think of the Death Star. Obviously, it's not, but... Um, yeah, but something of... something big happened. Yeah. Because the, we find that there's, like, debris out there. Like, something's out there, not loud until... Something's exploded or... Something massive, yeah. Like on a glass. Like he said scale. it's blocking every hyperspace route, and to do that, it would need to be pretty big. What was like a planet? I don't know, like a massive planet it's imploded. Galactic scale. It's pretty big, isn't it? Hmm. For, <laughs> yeah, for, for, pretty big. <laughs> for, for for it to be blocking all like the possible routes to go, it must be something big. Maybe like what was like the very first empires. Star Destroyer. Oh, yes. I don't know. I don't, that's, I'm, I'm interested. It's definitely going to be interesting next chapter to find out what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's going to be interesting to see what Alfie does as well. Because she's, she's definitely keen. She definitely seems very interesting. Very, she definitely wants to learn 
like the Jedi and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Really, I think it'd be quite interesting seeing that in chapters. What she, what does she think? And yeah, all uh, she's like, she's confused, isn't she? She doesn't know quite what to do. She's like, kind of like in a grey area. Entry. She's Except like, wants to be a way seeker. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, don't know what to do. And like she said, oh, about well, if the council knew, like she would get in massive trouble. She comes up with some boring answer that would stop any further questions. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe do you reckon, like, she she don't want to be, like, a Jedi anymore? Like, she just wants to leave? Because, like, she said, oh, she wants to buy a ship, and, like, if so, it'd be her first time doing it. Maybe, like, she just wants to leave the Jedi and just get relief away from all. Because it's very interesting that she says she, she don't know in the moment, does she? She says she doesn't know. It sounds like that's what being a way seeker is. Yeah, maybe it's just like the way the term is like, oh, like if people randomly left, kind of thing. Just like, I mean, is a way seeker, is a way seeker, um, still part of the Jedi in a, in a sense? But way seeker is a title of the Jedi Order that signified a Jedi who wished to operate independently of the High Council and its dictates. Way seekers had been known to undergo solitary meditation on mountaintops and assist revolutionaries against planetary tyrants. 